You're listening to a podcast from the Finnish Football Show. Listening to the Finnish Football Show. I'm Mark Wiltshire, and today I'm joined by Keke Mulleri. Hi, Keke. Moi. And by Rich Nelson. Hi, Rich. Hey. And in this episode, after a, a dark, very cold in Finland break over winter, the Finnish football scene has kind of burst back onto life this past week, and we saw competitive action in the Liga Cup. So we will discuss that. The, some of the first round results, um, as well as the draw for the revamped, reinvigorated Swarman Cup, uh, and also the imminent release of the Bakehouse Liga fixtures. Um, we'll also reflect on the closed season transfers and look back at the futsal Euros in Amsterdam, which are, are drawing to a close at the moment. And I think that should keep us busy for a while. So I think the referee is just ready to blow his whistle. And let's crack on with the with the first subject. And I thought that that maybe we should start with the competitive action that we've uh, that we've had recently with the with the Liga Cup games. Um, Rich, what 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 have you seen so far in the in the Liga Cup? Um, well, the Liga Cup's back. It's the first time since 2016 um, after the changing of the Swarman Cup, and we're back with. Uh, Four, three, three groups of four. I keep changing that. Um, but yes, we had the opening fixtures last weekend. Um, Coops beat VPS 2-1. Uh, Asiko drew 2-2 with AC Olu. And uh, our friends at Helsingen EFK, got it right, uh, won away at Inter, which was a good win for them. Um, we're, uh, we've talked a lot about what they'll be looking like in the coming season after all the changes they've gone at boardroom level, dugout level, player level. Um, but yeah, to go away to Inter, albeit, again, Liga Cup pre-season, um, yeah, get a 1-0 win was good. Um, I'm imagining that you saw the Asico game. I saw some of the game. I was mm. I was out um, seeing other podcasts uh, when the game kicked off, so I saw... <laughs> you I floozy. Saw second, <laughs> no, I saw the second half. Of it, and uh, we we were recording the what's on Southern Ostrobotnia show, and we did a talk about Ashikor. And while I was talking about it, I was in my mind thinking, "I'm missing it. I'm missing it." <laughs> um, yeah, I, so I didn't I didn't see all of it. I mean, I did see the goals, and and Ashikor mm. kind of conceded one that squirmed through the keeper's arms, and another one which was a a penalty, um, and Olu had another absolute sitter that was put over the bar from a from a few yards um but managed but, but then Senioki managed to pull it back to 2-2 two, two, like you said i think i mean we we've talked about these indoor competitions before and i am i remember before oh okay so first of all Senioki have only been in it three times they because before 2014 they were in lower divisions they weren't playing in liga cup and then they won it in 2015, 15, yeah. 15, um, yeah. and it hasn't really been played since then so this is the first time back and I think for a league cup format when there's so few teams this kind of indoor competition is is great for this um, I really didn't like it when it was the Sawman Cup because that's supposed to be the big one and and this indoor format it's okay at the moment we're all watching everything on TV anyway but it's kind of indoor football is weird and when it was the Sawman Cup, it felt really deep undervalued. But as a as a League Cup competition, I think it has some. It's kind of kind of fun. I was trying to explain to somebody the other day that here in, in the Wallsport Arena, at one end you've got this mezzanine floor where you're overlooking the end of the pitch, but you're you're viewing the game through a through a mesh um, like a, a net, um, or you go and stand on the touchline, like on a like on a Sunday morning in the park, and, and you're watching these these players that you're cheering on, but you're cheering them on from a couple of feet away rather than up in the stands. It's uh, it's fun. So I'm I'm looking I'm looking forward to to seeing where where things go 
the next next couple of games. Um, I think next Wednesday for Seniok is away to Coops, so we'll uh, we'll have some fun in WhatsApp over that one, Rich. Unless Seniok lose, in which case I'm going silent. Yes, probably safest. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's fun. I think it's kind of this is his natural place. I mean, it's everyone knows it's a pre-season tournament. It's not. There's no European place for it, and I think that was like you say that was kind of where the the grey area be- became with the Swarman Cup, and essentially it's an indoor tournament that ends up in Europe, and that was kind of weird. And and we'll talk about Swarman Cup in a minute, but the League Cup, it's it is what it is. And I think a lot of people accept that and, and enjoy that. There's no delusions of grandeur. It is a pre-season friendly tournament, but there's a competitive element to it. You get situations where the teams are allowed to use trial players, um, which is always fun because you get to see some some random, wonderful, and in some cases quite well-known names rock up. And it's um, it's good fun. And, you know, um, Coops, when they beat VPS last weekend... Uh, one of their goals from the uh, Lithuanian uh, fella it was scored from sort of deep in, in his own half. It was the third in a 3-1 win. Um, you know, and it was one of those that just it got a few views on social media because it just left the keeper in this heap inside his own goal. It's uh, nice. And, and the, fact that, the fact that it was indoors as well just gives it a nice bit of, I won't say only in Finland, but gives it a nice swarm and flavour. That's always always good to see the goalie yeah. in a heap in his own net. Um, the, the, the group games are being played up until sort of quite late in February, and then there's some knockout knockout games after. When does the the competition finish itself? I think the the final is I think it's the nineteenth of March, okay. which is two weeks before the start of the season because then there's an international break. Nineteenth um, or the twelfth because there's the the Ukanen version of this as well, which is also. Yeah kicking off and ends around the same time so um yeah it finishes in the middle of march then I think that's quite, international break and the season starts and that's quite quite good i think it was maybe okay the last couple of years are not any any real guide but there was one season where they played these swarman cup group games and then there was like a four to six week break until the league started and Ooh. it felt really detached this feels like you're kind of building momentum up to the start of the uh, start of the season mm. um and and so if we're as we're making momentum, building momentum to the start of the season, let's crack in crack on by talking about those um fake house liga fixtures. Keke, we we sort of have mentioned on social media, I think, that that the, the full fixtures come out tomorrow, but there was a, a little bit of teaser action from um fake house liga today. Yeah, there's um, there was something to uh, to whet the appetite before tomorrow's um full list comes out. And um, yeah, it's what we've uh, we've christened the Wakim Gomez derby. It's um, yeah, sees uh, your new man or your your man who's come back home, Wakim Gomez SG Core face up against um, Helsinki, of course. So that'll uh, that'll be an exciting kickoff to the season. Yeah, it's it's true. There's a few. It's not just Wacky either. There's a few players come in this direction, <laughs> and but also I was looking through the the list of transfers, and there's a few former. ASI core players that are heading down to Hoif core now as well. So um, maybe not directly from Sadioki, but there's a few familiar places. So that could be uh, that could be fun. And I'm I'm looking forward to it. Also hoping hoping that fans can come because we know the Hoif core fans come in numbers, make some noise. It's a Saturday. Five o'clock. There's plenty of time for them to to get up there, and uh, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll have a bit of a bit of atmosphere, and we can get get stuck into it. Show these new players what they've uh, what they've signed up for. Now that's what we want to see. We want to see fans back in the grounds and in their numbers, and um, it'll be a perfect way to to kick off the season. As if if that can happen, that'd be great. But um, yeah, I'm really excited to see how that game pans out. I don't know if it's uh, obviously you said, Mark. A lot of these players will know each other or be familiar with the surroundings. Just um, wonder if it gives it that added bit of spice. And if we do get uh, a contingent of Stadin King making their way to, to Saniyoki, it should, um, yeah, I don't know how they're going to feel about their former former man. But, um, but yeah, we'll see, uh, see, see what happens. I think we were very magnanimous in le- loaning him to them for a season. Now he's back, <laughs> back where he belongs. <laughs> Everyone saw that coming from the moment when... Uh, they, they announced the departure of their previous manager and I think everyone just 
um, decided that, okay, Gomez is going, Honkavar is off, everyone knows it's going to be Gomez. It was the worst kept secret in Finnish football for several weeks, I think. And uh, yeah, it's, it'll be interesting. I mean, again, that, that's probably for familiarity's sake, that's probably the, the most fascinating tie of, of the opening round. It's nice as well that after the last couple of years with COVID and stuff, and, and again, we're, we're two months away, so we don't want to count too many chickens, but all the games are kicking off on the same day at least, um, which I think last year they were split over two or three weekends because of who was in Europe and playing catch-up. So it's nice. You've got Hoyko hosting Honka, which is, what's they call that? The Metro Derby. Is what it's known as, uh, you know, got Hacker against Ilves, which is you know, their, their close rivals, uh, and Cups are playing Inter, which was a title decider uh, three, two seasons ago. So it's uh, it's nice. Yeah, they, I, I noticed that as well. There are a few. I mean, they could have they could have made it really sort of localized and had quite quite a few sort of spicy games, couldn't they? Um, Maybe not the Stadion Derby on the, uh, the you know, the two Helsinki clubs on the first first game. Oh, that would never be on a weekend. Never. <laughs> Kick off at twelve. Curfew yeah. at three. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. It feels it feels real. And over here, things have been a little bit COVID restricted lately. I mean, even even up where where we are, which has been relatively unscathed over the last couple of years relatively um it's been quite sort of tight again it seems now that maybe by the middle of feb things are going to start opening up again hopefully just in time for the season to start um and then once the season has started then we've got this we've 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 sort of referred to it already this uh reinvigorated swarman cup so in in recent years, it's become, as we said, more and more sort of marginalised and become this sort of partly. Well, it sort of would start the autumn before, then there'd be this group stage indoors in the in winter, and then it would sort of finish outdoors sometime in the autumn the following year. I think we have one year where the cup lasted about fifteen months from the first round mm. to the to the final. So this feels. This feels better. Uh, Rich, can you give just a little bit of a um, pricey, I suppose, of of what where we are at the moment? Is it starting now or has, has there been some preliminary games? Yeah, it's already started. Um, so this year, uh, there were 314 teams entered, which is the most checks notes since 2009, okay, which nice. is a ni- nice, little, uh, nice little thing there. Nice, nice to see clubs of all... You've got senior clubs in there from the over 35s, which makes us feel really old. Doesn't it? Um, so you've got the over 35s in there. You've got teams are put in there. Well, clubs are putting their third and fourth teams in. So they'll be maybe playing off at some point, which is always good fun. Um, they did have to put in a round zero. So I suppose like in the equivalent in England would be your preliminary qualifying rounds to, yeah. to get to a round number. But yeah, they've already started and uh, they... At this stage, they're regionalised into I think it's nine different regions across the country, and um, and yes, yeah, so they're they're starting to rattle through it, and the uh, the Vakaus Liga teams join in, or the certainly the, the ones that haven't aren't playing in Europe this season, they all go in a little bit early, and it's all staggered around there, and and it's nice, you know, that we're we're getting games. I think there's a round. I think it's the third round is the middle of April. So already sort of 10 days into the league season, you've got a round for cup games. Uh, but yeah, it progresses quite nicely. And, and, you know, it's just, it's an open draw pretty much. I think up until round five, the lower division team is always going to be at home. So they get a bit of home advantage and that interest for, in on paper, a bigger club coming to see them. Um, you know, and we've, we've had some fun in the past watching it. I remember one year and, Atletico Malmi, who were a team I, I actually sponsored, it was 2014 or 15, and they got through as far as playing FC Lati at home. And um, it was, it was yeah, really good. They had a really good turnout, and Lati won, I think, 2 0, but it was a really close game. And um, yeah, things like that. I mean, this is what the Cup's been missing is that kind of, as they, they refer to it as David v Goliath. And I mean, it's often David against David two or David three or you know, Goliath playing their own feeder club. But I did, I again, did notice <laughs> I did just see Il, uh, Ilves four, I think, somewhere in the somewhere down. Yeah, the, uh, 
Yeah, so th- there's a lot of that going on, but it's it's fun, and you know, for those players, the the chance, you know, they're potentially two or three games away from a trip to to one of the big historic clubs, you know, whether it's Hoyko or even one of the big clubs that are kind of not do- not doing too well at the moment, but uh, you know, they might be playing at Rops or Mupa or something like that, or yeah, okay, okay. I was going to say, oh. um, as you said, Rich, like there's because of the new format and, and the whole open draw thing that you've been talking about, you said there there's been a massive uptake of, uh, of clubs wanting to participate. And um, I think that, that prompted Palolito to like publish this, uh, this, this new list of, of all, all these clubs and, and all the players and all the statistics on, on their website. And it was, um, it was, it was quite good fun going on there and typing in uh, the names of all, all my mates over there and seeing the same. Seeing their fantastic stats for all the all the regional clubs that they've turned mm. out for. So, um, but I mean, it's a, it was a really good touch from from the Palolito to get all those all those stats together and uh, and publish those on the old website. And great to see so many clubs coming back to the Sawman Cup. Do you know what I mean? It's um, makes it it's exactly what it's supposed to be a, a cup competition with the the possibilities of a good old fashioned giant killing in it. You know, we'll we'll um, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, obviously, but that would be that would be tasty. Just it is because you've got. Oh, sorry. No, go um, on, you've, you've got. Um, you know, and it's it's always one of those funny things in it. We laugh about the the club names. You know, you've got your your sexy box suit and places like and, and things like that. If there's a team called Chicken Wings, there's the team that are Paul Simpsons. I think their their cat their crest is like Bart Simpson. Um, I don't know if the team. Do you remember the film um, A Night at the Roxbury? It was Will Ferrell maybe about twenty years ago? Just before he made it big, there's a club that are called uh, Roxbury Yiko, Yiko, and their club crest is Will Ferrell <laughs> from the film poster. And they and the big thing about that song was they ran out to the song was it What Is Love to Hadaway, yeah, and they yeah. used to r- run out to Hadaway's What Is Love. It, it was really really quite weird. Um, I think yeah, Keke, so, you need to find yeah. some of these these club crests that Rich is talking about and get them up on the Instagram. Get, yeah, we'll yeah. have the butchers. Yeah, yeah have a, have a yeah. to see what you can find. There's um, been a couple of uh, there's been a couple of um, like club crest uh, club or club badge um, sort of playoffs over over on the old socials and uh, uh, where was it Espontico? They're they're one of my favourites with mm-hmm. their little uh, their little woodpecker there. But yeah, there's some good ones knocking about. You got just... Fish United, yeah. <laughs> Fish United are hosting Pato in um, when's that? Next weekend, yeah, you got some uh, really big teams there. Can I can Fish I just give a shout out to Senio and Sissel? That's a team that was my my friend Paul has been managing for well, probably about 15, 16 years, and uh, I just I just they're in the fifth fifth division, and they've got a, a cup game against uh, RBSA in the fourth now at first I thought they were playing against the local petrol station but it seems that this is <laughs> academic ball club from Vaza so there's a big mm. Saniocchi Vaza thing going on there so Tommy Tommy Fairchild number 14 I've got my fingers crossed for you Tom give it a good good luck in the Swarman Cup yeah got uh, chicken wings are hosting Helsinki of course second team FC Tarzan are playing PK thirty seven. It just gets better. You've got the Popo hosting Nula. I mean Finn Kurd, who are a team made up or yeah. I think were founded by Kurdistani immigrants. Mm-hmm. Um they're playing FC Kontu, I think, in one of the, the third third or fourth divisions. Yeah, I mean some of the club names here are fantastic and the crests and, and you know, a lot of them have got quite a storied history. That were well worth digging out if you ever have time. FC Melody. I wonder if Nokia are playing. They, did they used to run out to Nokia tune? <laughs> <laughs> that would be very irritating for everyone. Um, <laughs> I've I've got um, a link to these um, these results and the the blog post today. It, it, there's going to be lots of links because we've done talking around around things. I don't think I necessarily need to drop too many pictures in, but the link to the uh, the Swarman Cup drawer is well worth checking out i'll put that in the in the blog post as well um i think that that might be about time for the referee to blow his whistle and for us to do a little bit of uh, 
self self promotion i guess um i add in in the in the middle of the the blog post there are there are links to our our stores you can uh, see me modeling the new the new design t-shirt here with the, with the uh, finnish football show logo going all the way through it and a nice little 2022 there and we've sold a few of this new 2022 gear we sold two ilves shirts so the ilves massive are are keeping their end of the bargain up again this year good on you jamie and uh, and whoever else has bought one of those thank you very much jamie's wife uh, maybe his, his <laughs> and hers like, sato and i have got his and hers as well so <laughs> why not um and then there's also a link so that's on t tpublic.com and search for finnish football show and then there's the the mugs that rich showed in the previous episode he's got those on the on the store for his uh for his don't you want me podcast but that's on redbubble so if you go to um redbubble and search for dywm podcast you'll find all you'll you'll see this kind of logo and you'll be able to buy mugs and stickers and well that's enough mugs yeah well, there's, there's four different types of mug and not just the four types of mug that present this show but it's um yeah we sold two stickers anyway okay uh, to, to other people than than us uh one of them was me right okay <laughs> well yeah i didn't i didn't mention that we yeah. sold five ashy core shirts because they all came yeah. to me and i i gave a few away as christmas presents so that doesn't really that doesn't really count i'm much more uh, impressed with jamie and uh and Mrs. Yeah. Jamie. <laughs> um rich tell us uh, a little bit also about the the buy me a coffee as well um, yeah, Buy Me a Coffee is a nice um, little website. We can make contributions to your favourite podcast, Finnish football podcast. And the uh, yeah, we've we've had some very generous donations in the the last few months. And yeah, long make I don't get the emails anymore. I think they go straight to straight to the uh, our joint inbox. But um, yeah, no, they're still going. If you want to help us keep the lights on, and and for those of us who live in the sunny UK. Uh, you can see how much more expensive it is to keep those lights on these days. Uh, uh, it's not any not any better yeah. over here. Trust, oh, okay. trust me. Trust we me. promised Brexit would make things cheaper. <laughs> oh yeah, lots of things have been promised. Mm. Have you had any? Have been invited to any any work based events recently, Rich? I, I have not because um, that that's yeah I, I quite enjoy the prospect of having a pension in fourteen years time. So <laughs> I've left all my WhatsApp groups. Yeah, it's all good. Good, very good. Very good. <laughs> um, and it it wouldn't it wouldn't be a session of uh, of grovelling without mentioning the name of Farid. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything recently, but he got very embarrassed <laughs> that we keep mentioning his name. So I'm going to keep doing it anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, Pay us to stop this time, <laughs> Farid. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, to, to, to be fair, Farid was very. Um, he came some good links in. If I mean, this is a nice little plug for our uh, Finnish football show Facebook group where there's some uh, discussion, mostly around the fixtures for upcoming year, but uh, there was a question about how to watch Kakkonen matches and the lower division games, and uh, Farid very usefully shared a link, which a lot of the lower division clubs use to to broadcast, so they get some revenue. It's all shown in varying quality, but uh, yeah, if uh, anyone, well, maybe I'll dig the link out for that as well. Yeah, well, and, uh, I'll, I'll, yeah. That's, I'll put it here in the in the sh- in the blog post as well. That seems like a like a good idea, and maybe maybe it's worth pinning a post to the top mm. of the group with where people can watch certain certain leagues or or teams or whatever. This yeah, year. I think that's the thing. Like in in, in Finland, it's hard to explain because the Veikkaus League and Ukkonen and the Cups are all usually shown on Ruta, which is easy to have, I and mean, we use it for the, the kids and stuff, but. Um, below that division, really, the clubs is kind of left to them to organise. Um, a lot of them they're shown on local news websites. The the link that Farid suggested. Some, I mean, I don't know if they still do, but when I first started doing Finnish football stuff, and most of the games, even I think there was some Vakeous League games that were being streamed live on YouTube, right, for okay. for free. So it was great. But um, yeah, things have changed slightly, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny that in, before the the League Cup game started, um, 
Ashiko had a couple of like training matches and they they live streamed those and I I imagine there was Larry perhaps standing on a standing on a box with a video camera and just yes. turning it and then when the Liga Liga Cup game started it was essentially the same setup there was one camera probably just a better quality camera mm. but it was much the same much the same setup and when you look in yeah. these like, like you said earlier there's not that much room in there there's no there's no multi multi camera positions but they did have a a, a, a professional commentator talking through the game yeah so, um, i'm supposed to be getting var in finland this year oh it's strange so, it's just what yeah just what we need yes as long as Might it's not as long as it's not neverlinen or hammerlinen operating the var um they they can be on the pitch getting all the help that they desperately need anyway that's just my that's just my. it was no good saying who's the bastard in the black because two of us are wearing black so yeah that's true and they don't often wear black on the pitch so that's true yeah i, I, I won't i won't sing the songs that we tend to well no one of them's okay <laughs> do you do you miss us an outdoor song that's always a that's always a good little threat we know where your car is <laughs> Right. Oh no, the referee the referee's after me, but not only is he gonna blow his whistle, he's probably gonna show me a yellow card as well. But let's uh let's Same. crack on. Let's crack on with the um with the next topic, which is transfers. I thought we'd we'd talk through some of the Vakehouse Liga transfers. Well, I mean any any transfers, because there's been some noticeable players moving within Vakehouse Liga, out of Vakehouse Liga, into it as well from overseas and, and sort of uh, whether they're Finns moving around or, or foreigners or, or whatever. So let's have a, let's just talk through some of the, some of the, uh, the, the more noticeable ones. And there's, this is a really good link that Rich shares every year and he, he shared it with us this year and, and taught us how to do a starred message in WhatsApp. And I found it, instantly today so you're uh, you did well there rich <laughs> yeah i couldn't i had to dig it out myself yeah i, I i've never mm. been able to find it when i'm when i'm searching myself mm. but it's the bakehaus league and bella ya 2021 22 uh it's the name of the article but as i say the link is the link is in there I, i've got a feeling that a year ago me and was it me and you keke just sat here and talked through the transfers <laughs> Good yeah, Lord. that 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 was a show. That was one to one for the archive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, um, yeah. There's there's uh, this year. There's a few more, few more standout sort of names. I mean, the when you're talking about, I mean, there's been Finns moving about all over the place, in and out of Sweden. You know, there's a couple who've made it over here to the UK. Um, yeah, they they've been moving all over the place. But when you're talking about Vegas League, I think the um, the biggest name to mention is uh, is Urho Nisila, who's um, who's left left Cups, and uh, yeah, he's made his way as as was speculated, and we spoke about um, around before Christmas or around Christmas, he's made his way over to the uh, the K League in in sunny Korea. So yeah, he's joined um, Suwon FC. We uh, we stuck a stuck a photo up on the Instagram of um, of. Urho's unveiling over there in um, Korea. He looked yeah, delighted, didn't he? Yeah, you'll have to judge for yourself. Um, you have to judge for yourself how he felt about it, judging by the look on his face. But um, but yeah, you know, we we spoke about it before. It's um, should be a uh, should be a step up in, in quality for him. So um, yeah, we just hope he, he continues to to manage to be selected for the uh, for the national team. But yeah, that's for me. That's obviously the standout. Sorry to see him go out of the Vakehaus Liga because you know that we always like to see those quality players in in the, the home league. But um, but yeah, good on him for kind of try himself in not only a, a possibly more competitive league but a brand new culture as well. Rich, maybe we should do that first. Focus on some of the mm. some of the the hooker yet that have moved around, and then maybe look at some of the Vakehaus Liga teams. Yeah. So um, well, I mean, I killed two birds with one stone with, with Hoiko. Um, Jonatoivio's come back to Hoiko. Yuka Reitela signed for Hoiko over the over the winter as well, uh, replacing uh, Daniel O'Shaughnessy. He's gone to Germany. He's in the Zwei Bundesliga. Uh, Tim Spav, who we talked about on our live show, who who retired from all football just before Christmas and left us all a bit of a tear in our eye. <laughs> it was a 
bit of a sad one, wasn't it? Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, it, I suppose one of the, the more interesting ones was um, Saku Eriksson, who we've talked about a lot over the last sort of nine or ten months, who um, who was at uh, Mjölby in Sweden, had a blind in sort of second half of the season there. I think he he kept was it nine or ten clean sheets in a row um, for club and country. He got his first hookah cap. He signed because we, we speculate. His, his agent told me to talk about it. Um, he was out of contract at the end of December, and uh, yeah, he signed on a free for Dundee United. Mm. So um, a nice, nice move for him. Uh, I think he'd be. I say he's he's not expecting to go in as number one, but I think challenging their goalkeeper and uh, joins Ilmari Niskanen who moved there in the summer. So it's um, nice. There's very much a, a kind of Scottish contingent. Or a Finnish contingent in Scotland, anyway, with uh, with those, and um, sort of going the other way. You've got Etu Vertainen, who went from Ilves to St Johnston in the summer. He's already gone out on loan to Linfield in Northern Ireland. I don't think that transfer's worked out particularly well for him after the what seemed like a sort of was it five or six week wait. Yeah, waiting for a work permit as the rules were being tightened. So uh, yeah, it's a shame that didn't work out for him. But hopefully, he'll go to Linfield and. and Get some get some minutes anyway. So is it, yeah, nice. Yeah, exactly that. He um he, he needs he needs game time. You know, um, we'll wait and see if he if he manages to to set the world on fire over there in Northern Ireland and, and prompt St Johnston to sort of bring him back and give him some game time. But um, but yeah, that's what he needs. It's no good for him to be to be sitting on the bench. But yeah, as you say, Saku joined Dundee United. He's um he's been on the bench the last few games, and uh, I mean. Their, their number one, Sigrist, I think his name is. He's, he's not a bad keeper, but Saka will obviously be uh, pushing him, trying to uh, trying to claim that number one jersey. And yeah, Dundee United, decent decent enough club there in Scotland. So good luck to to Saka. Um, one more bit of news that's come out the last couple of days is uh, Marcus Force has gone on loan from Brentford in the Premier League down to the Championship, and he's joined Hull City for the uh, for the remainder of the season. Uh, yeah, he was getting another one who was getting sort of limited game time at Brentford. Made made a, a number of sub appearances, um, but yeah, they they like to stick with their their front man, even Tony and um, and the other guy, M, M, M Bueno, is it? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, he's Marcus has gone out in in the in the search for for game time, I suppose. And um, yeah, another uh, only positive, I think, good good move for him down to the Championship. Hopefully, see him banging a few goals, Rich. Um, yeah, well, one thing that's kind of a trend that's been coming out over the last year or, or just over is the number of young Finns going to Italy. Um, friend of the show, Ari Verton, and wrote a, a long piece in Helsing and Sanomat uh, um, in the last couple of days talking about the phenomenon about it. And I mean, one of the players who's gone there, uh, Daniel Armstrong, son of TV pundits legend and title-winning coach Keke Armstrong, uh, he has signed for Atalanta. Uh, he's only 16 at the moment, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I think it's 14 uh, Finnish players have moved to Italy in the last, I think, it's 15 months. Uh, some of them are doing yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like some of them are doing really well. Um, we talked about. I'm not sure. Came up uh, Nicholas Puhutia, which I've probably completely butchered that. He made his Serie A debut for Bologna a couple of weeks ago, and has joined a very short list of Finns who've played in Serie A. And um, yeah, being very highly rated. And I think there's a, you know, Ari looked into kind of why Finland is being scouted um, by Italian clubs. And I think there's a lot of talk around, obviously, now that parts of Britain are kind of a lot harder to go to, especially if you're underage. And there's different things about sort of what they're looking for. And it's, it's interesting, you know, the, the names that you're seeing. Um, you know, we, we've already had the kind of established players like Joran and Mayanpar, Scrab, places like that. But um, yeah, these uh, it really is where the, the young players are off to these days, these hip young things. Yeah, I mean, there, there was another guy, um, Otto Kempan, and he's, he's signed for Hellas Verona. So mm. um, yeah, there's another name to add to the list who's going to try and make his way in Italy there. And yeah, good luck to the lot of them. You know what I mean? It's um, it's not, not a, they're not bad clubs. It's not a bad league to sort of... Uh, try and learn your trade is it i another another trend from recent years is young hooker yet 
going on trial uh, on on loan to AFC Wimbledon. So here, my, I'm crossing my <laughs> crossing my streams again now um, because I think this is like the third season out of four, maybe, or the third consecutive season where um, a, a young Finnish player has gone to Wimbledon, and and this is uh, Terry. It's either Terry Ablade or Terry Ablade. I've heard it's pronounced both ways. It's not a Finnish name, so Finnish pronunciation really doesn't really doesn't help here. Um, and he's got a very short Wikipedia page, but as I as I understand it, his his dad is from Ghana. Um, his dad played in the in the Veikkaus Liga back in the day, and Terry is now representing Finland. Assuming he's born here, very little information about him online, um, and. Is a is a Fulham Fulham player, but he's is uh, on loan to Wimbledon for half a season, and has started the last couple of games. Not really getting the service, to be honest. It's been the problem all for for several months. Whoever's playing up front doesn't really get much of the ball, um, so I can't I can't make any judgment. But I am coming over to the UK in five weeks' time or four weeks' time. I'm very excited, and uh, I'm hoping to see him in the in the flesh. So. Well, we talked about him. Uh, I mentioned him, I think, three or four months ago. He was banging him in for Fulham in the under 23 Premier League 2 or whichever division it was. Um, but yeah, he came out to Fulham a couple of years ago. He came through the ranks at FC Jazz in Pori. I mean, that was where his dad finished his career because his dad had played for Coops at some point as well. Um, he, I think he played in like a, yeah, he played for Ghana's, like one of the age group teams. Um, in some international tournaments. But yeah, Terry is really highly rated. Uh, when he came over a couple of years ago, it was really a big move. And, and yeah, again, again, this is what we've seen with a lot of the, the Finnish players. You know, I mean, we saw when, say, Glenn Kamara was first at Arsenal. You know, you need game time against men. You know, it's all well and good playing junior football, but um, sometimes it's the making of you. And I think Force did, you know, he did really well at Wimbledon, didn't he, until he got injured. Um, and yeah, hopefully Terry will get a run of games and and that. But he's um, he did say I think there was some an interview of him when he moved to Wimbledon that Garner had been asking around his availability. He's been playing up front for Finland under twenty ones, although he got sent off in his last game. Um, but I think for now he said he wants to continue for Finland. But Garner have been making inquiries. I think is a, a polite way. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Good. And after the way they crashed and burned out of the Afcon, I'd say that Terry should stick with the Hukriat. And uh, um, if ever there was a time to try and play for Finland, it's surely now. Mm, yeah. Well, I say it's a thing of the, the the way the world has changed. Uh, Malik Fior, however you say his name, who's at Schalke, he's got a Finnish mother. He went. I think when he was at Schalke last year, he was linked with Liverpool. This window, he was linked with Milan, and, and there's still talk. He was named in a Germany squad, um, not like a training squad, quite recently. But so he's, I think his dad is Senegalese. He's grown up in Germany with a Finnish mother. So, but um, it's got some Riva great Can- choices to make there. Yeah, but Riva Canerva has kind of said they, they've been talking and trying to get him sort of involved, which would be a big coup. But um, so far, he's he's represented Germany, but he's allowed to switch still. So he's still eligible for Finland. So if that happens, that would be a nice little move as well. Well, that's kind of gone, that's died down a little bit. But now with, with uh, Toivio and Ariuri retiring in the last few months from international football anyway, then they'll be, uh, they'll be looking for some new blood. What about some of the the Veikkaus Liga teams? Some of the if if we look through the the list there and just maybe go through each team and pick out a couple of players that we are sort of noticeable having having joined them. Um, I I've got it open in front of me, so I could I could start with Olu, who who had a bit of a spend up in the middle of last season and, and managed to to keep themselves up and actually looked decent by the end of the year and. Callum Ward has moved there from Hoy F Corps, and so has Mossa. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, I think, okay, whatever. Um, he could, but, the, the man could literally start a fight in an empty room. But yeah. On his day, on his day, talent wise, he's he could be one of the best players in the league. 
on his day. You can imagine him doing the taxi driver thing of, you know, looking in the mirror and you're talking to me and then actually kicking off with himself. Yeah. And, and, Callum, obviously, I think his his dad was uh, on the Facebook group when he first moved over to Hoyefko a year ago, um, and now he's moved up to uh, to Oulu. That's interesting, interesting move. They 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 are sort of signings that suggest either people wanted a, a break from Hoyefko or that they think Oulu is uh, is sort of going to take a step forward this year. Oh, maybe it's Ola uh, hosts the the World Air Guitar Championships every year, so uh, that's the sort of maybe that's the sort of place they're looking at tourism wise. Uh, what about what about uh, FC Hucker? Any anything standing out from the the players that joined them? Well, they've been quite busy, haven't they? Uh, they're sort of again from a, a wide mix. Um, they turned Logan Rogerson from Hoiko, one of the he's Australian with the most Australian name I think I've ever seen. Um, yeah, they've been signing sort of a lot of players from around sort of the English-speaking world. Anyway, the USA, New Zealand, Australia. And that seems to be a, a wide range. I think they're quite. As one of them said, I can't remember which one. One of their signings it was kind of said my agent. And I think there's a lot of work there going on. I mean, it's the same with most clubs, to be fair. But they're more open about my agent knew about FC Hacker. So obviously that's how their scouting works. Is they're just getting the agents on board. What about Hong Kong? Denver Savage, legend of Hong Kong, Hoikos <laughs> has left. Darren Smith, who was their top scorer by virtue of scoring, I think it was it four goals in one game towards the end of the season, and almost doubled his tally. He's moved to a Moroccan club. Um, but um, yeah, some of the signs I'm not massively familiar with. Um, they did sign a player who was in the Borussia Dortmund second team, which automatically makes him of the highest quality uh, Florian Krebs he's uh, yeah I think they played in the third or fourth tier of German football but um, yeah they made a, a bit of noise when they signed him but um, yeah hopefully they'll have a few more fans than they did last at the end of last season to welcome these new players 237 at the last home game Looking at uh, FC Inter, there's uh, there's been a, quite a lot of uh, players heading down the down south from uh, Asiko, uh, Walter Vitela, goalkeeper, has gone down there. The young striker, Jonas Lepistov, has gone. And also Rodrigo Arciero. That's That was interesting. I was I was disappointed that he left last year. He's a kind of dynamic right-back, wing-back. Um, I think he was a little bit overshadowed last year by the fact that down the left of, for, for Asiko was Murillo and Dennis Olinik and... Puru Hannola playing some really lovely attacking football. And I think Arciero got a little bit overlooked. Um, so I was sad to see him go and, and nice that he um, he came back and went to uh, to FC Inter. So uh, good good luck to, to him down there. It's um, not so much a rebuild for Inter, but they uh, obviously lost um, two two legends who called it a day at the end of last season. So, um, so yeah, they, they obviously need to, needed to do a little bit of little bit of business and um yeah Vitalo's definitely um a decent enough signing so um see how see how they get on um FC Lati well well Lati left Lati and went to Timmy Lati left and went to Mariham got to change um, his name now yes <laughs> Timmy, Timmy Mariham Not there's there's not. What about Artu Heinonen from Coops Rich moving down to Larty? Again, it's a solid signing. I mean, that's a very it's almost that traditional kind of moving at the end of a contract between a Finnish club. It's again not not going to. I mean, play for Larty, but I think uh, yeah, it's fairly standard moving between one club and the other. I don't think there's a lot of. Yeah, Lati again. We've we've jested about the the dictionary definition of mid-table mediocrity, and uh, who knows? Some of these players might turn out to be really good, but they've signed. <laughs> Maybe. What about Hoyevko? Oh blimey, they've been busy, haven't they? They well, they they have been they have been busy. Um, it seemed in the beginning that there was a bit of a, a sort of a draining of of some of their better players from last year, but they seem to have then been 
been active in in sort of replacing them. Maximus Tainio's moved there from Hakka. Uh, Obed Malolo uh, from Oulu. He's he's uh, he was a came through at Sainioki and his brother is still at Sainioki. Um he went off to Rops and then Olu and now down to Hoyefko. They announced um, um Sergei Romenko as well this week, didn't they? Ooh. Yes, as well. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah that one <laughs> well yeah, I mean he did fairly well at Olu last season on loan. Um and yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's a, a strange one again. He's one of those. I mean, he came through at Yarrow at I think he was 15 when he made his debut and went off to Latvia and changed his nationality to Russian and then was kind of back in Finland with his tail between his legs. Um, his brother's still floating around somewhere. Um, Roman apparently turned down a contract at Hoyiko in the summer because he didn't want to play on artificial turf, uh, which rules out probably half the clubs in Finland for where he's going to go next. But, um, and if he finds a, a team that, that plays on grass, is he only going to play home games because he yeah. won't play away <laughs> on the on plastic? Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, they, they signed this uh, Dan Klinkenberg from Mjalby who scored their goal against Inter at the weekend as a, a Dutch defender, obviously. And um, yeah, they've... Um, it's interesting, yeah. They've, they've made some replacements, they've taken players from, from other sort of local clubs again. Um, it'd be interesting to see how they go. Their, their manager they kind of trumpeted that he was on the same UEFA coaching course as Nuno Espirito Santo, who uh almost did the Lord's work and take Spurs down, but he uh, unfortunately they got wise to it before, and um, <laughs> they realized what he was up to, yeah. <laughs> he was doing really well there, Agent Nuno. But um, yeah, so their coach is Portuguese and was on the same course as him. Therefore, uh, he must, must be good. Yeah. <laughs> what about Hoyiko? We mentioned earlier Reitler and um, and Toivio moving there. Um, they also they also stole our our Murillo. They they lost their own Murillo, and so they took one from. Say they must have loads of shirts already printed up with Murillo that they want to sell. So they had to find. Is this the there. way to? <laughs> to to sell Murillo? Mm. Um, I mean, it's, I the, guess... it's the it's the going out. Well, we're obviously Toivio and Toivio and Raidler are, are massive, like coming signing. But it's the um, a couple of the outgoings are the ones that sort of sort of prick the ears up. I mean, Hugo Ketto has gone to try his luck in, in Norway. He was at Arsenal as a young lad when he reached um, yeah. you know, had a you know, solid enough at Hoyiko and he's uh, yeah, he's gone to gone to Norway, Sandefjord, to um, to give it a go there. Obviously we mentioned Tim Sparves knocked it on the head. And um yeah and Daniel O'Shaughnessy has gone to Germany. So um yeah they they uh Obviously, miles out in front, Hoyiko, but um, they needed to needed to strengthen after after losing those three. Yeah, they've signed um, Celtic goalkeeper on loan, Connor Hazard. I think he was their second or third choice keeper. He played in. I mean, he's had a few handful of games for Celtic. Anyway, Northern so he's, Ireland international. Yeah, he's got a couple of caps. So um, he's a good signing. I think uh, them, him and Tananda, the, the other goalkeeper, signed a new contract. Yeah, um, him and. Last season, Tanand and Keto were not quite uh, rotating, maybe isn't the right word, but they both played a healthy amount of games. I'm sure Celtic wouldn't send over a prospect such as Hazard if he wasn't going to be guaranteed a decent amount of game time. Um, moving on to Mariaham, who have been very busy. If you're, been if you're some turnover there, haven't they? been busy, then these guys have... Uh, been almost non-stop. I mean, there's seems to be more gone out than have come in, and uh, only just. Um, Keke, any anyone particularly there to, to that caught your eye? Well, sorry for this again, but it's someone who's leaving who's who's okay. caught my eye. It's um, yeah, Nilo Mayanpa, who's um, who's joined up with uh, Robert Ivanov at Varta Poznan in in Poland. Um, so yeah, he's 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 signed for yeah the the, the Greens in uh, in Poland. And uh, I'm just really interested to see see how he gets on over there. But um, yeah, as uh, as far as uh, people coming in, Tim Lutty, we've mentioned him already. But um, yeah, as far as people coming in, um, I don't know. It's it's about Mariam's turn to have a decent season again, is it? 
I don't want to say it because I jinxed them last year. I think yeah. <laughs> much to uh, Johan's disappointment. But um, yeah, and they've got a, a joint coaching, which always works throughout history. Um, yeah. yeah. So um be interesting to see how that goes. I mean, their, their season went horribly wrong and they, they sacked their the former manager sort of almost left it quite late, but uh, they got rid of him in time and, uh, and kind of got a bit of form together enough to make some room at the end of the season. But yeah, it's just weird. Like again, you could almost feel that well, I think you could fit, feel the team of the players who've left and those who've come in. So I guess the job there is, is keeping them knitted and, and getting them together really. And like last season, get some points on the board early and see how they get on. Last year, didn't Idlebez lose quite a few players during the season? Yes. Yeah, there was a yeah. big turnover, yeah. Because it looks like they've they've lost a lot more now than they brought in. Are they are they gonna have enough players to, to field a side? There's only three players come in and about ten gone out. They they have a healthy youth system, to be fair. Um they, they do get a lot of churn from from the young players coming through and they've signed Petteri Penham and um the former Cups captain when they won the title. So it's um I mean in terms of experience and quality, he's a great, great player to have um there. And yeah, the rest, I mean the, the rest of the players have got a mix of who's left, but I think um yeah, Penland's a, a big signing for them to kind of get some experience because they lost some of their better young players last year uh, or over the last sort of 18 months, and then they lost Philip Aspergren, who was again that kind of solid experienced player halfway through the season so to get someone in there it's kind of where things are and when they lost the coach as well that was I mean that was a shock until you kind of look behind the scenes there so there's um you know there's still a lot of work to be done there and you know I don't know how far their new stadium's coming along as well but yeah still still a lot of time of change of Ilvers. And I guess we should stay with you Rich because next it's Coops how are you how are you feeling for this season? Um, I, I think again, Coops are going to be in the top three. I, I don't see too much different. I mean, Nisilo is a big loss, uh, absolute quality. But um, they brought in Sebastian Dalstrom from Hoiko, who's a, a solid, very good sort of top end of the Vegas Liga player. Um, they signed uh, Fabio Schneider from Union Berlin. It's one of these weird. You play a team in Europe and you start signing their players. It's um, he's come from there, and. Yeah, I mean, again, there's no kind of standout names there. You know, they haven't gone out and signed Freddie or again or something stupid like that. Um, but, you know, it's a solid, solid setup there. And, yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting. You kind of think they might could do with someone a little bit to replace Nisila. It's hard to know exactly. I mean, that, that quality is going to be a big, big loss. And, and you hope they don't feel it. Because when he came back at the latter end of the title winning season, you um, made a big difference, so it's a shame to see him gone again. Talking of busy, busy clubs, <laughs> because when you when, when you said about Poyevko and then we looked at Mariaham, and I was thinking, yeah, Saniuk has been quite busy as yeah, well. Yeah, wow. I, I can't, I can't keep up with it. I mean, there, there, I, there, there have been players that have come from Poyevko that that Joaquin obviously knows. Um, there's been a few um, South American signings a couple of chilean signings and, uh, and a spanish signing um and then there's been some picking up a couple of young young boys from rops who i assume this season anyway will probably play more in the academy but they're showing here as um um in, in as transfers in um uh, what what's noticeable, I guess? Um, Matej Radetsky's come back to, to Saniyoki for the third time. Let's hope three's, three's a charm. Um, Jake Dunwoody, kind of Northern Ireland under 21 international, who uh, who started at Man City, been at Stoke, and, and last season at Hoy F Corps. Um, Serge Atakai, who fell out with. Um, uh, Honkavara. Honkavara, Honsu, last mm. year. And, and was sort of bombed out of the squad. Um, has come back in and I'm excited. I, I, I was disappointed he dropped out last year and I'm looking forward to seeing him get back in. It, it's interesting when you, uh, you see some of the players that have gone and you think, oh, 
how will we cope without them? And then, you know, your own player comes back and you think, oh, yeah, there's him. He, he did well on loan last year um, at TPS um, when they had their little resurgence when Kasper Hamelaiden came back to the club um, at the Kai. I think there were some issues, yeah, again with the coaches and it's too good to play at that level and all that, you know. That. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's nice to see because again, he was another very much that like Aramenko. I think they're in the same age group at Yarrow when they came through around the same time. And I think at one point, he might still be the youngest Fake House League goal scorer at 15 or, or a young 16 uh, before he went off to Rangers. So um, yeah, I mean, there's huge potential there if he can get get some minutes and get a sort of decent, solid place in the squad. He's um, do a lot of damage still. And, and we've got this Jose Pablo Monreal up front who scored a, a couple of goals recently. Uh, and most recent signing, Diego Rojas, who is an old sort of school school football friend of, of Monreal. He's come over from Chile as well. And he has a cracking YouTube video that's all i can say showing his <laughs> showing his tricks i know you should never buy a player on that and i'm sure that the club haven't buy the haven't bought a player based on just that but that's all i've got to go on and he looks interesting so let's <laughs> see let's see where that leads us to um and what about verps anyone got anything to say about verps uh, I get told off for being reported for hate speech if I say anything critical about them but um it's nice to have them back got a new stadium well, new, well newish Stadium um, and three, yeah, three quarters, the way, three quarters of a new stadium. Well, yeah, they still got the old stand, don't they? But um, yeah, I mean, the way they came up last year was it was really one of those kind of just sliding up behind. Oh, yeah. no one was noticing. The yeah, like Rops were leading for for ages, then TPS, and then they hit a rough spell, and then at the like right as you get to the final game, oh, Barca, here we go. Um, so yeah, so I mean, it's good to have them back, big club. Um, <laughs> Nice to have that kind of give your guys a bit more of a local rivalry yeah, as well. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I mean, I, I think if you've got a local rival like that, you want to have that sporting rivalry, but you want them there the next year. Like, I, I want my team to come. <laughs> I want my team to come first. I want them to come 11th, but I don't want them yeah. to go down. <laughs> I want to play them again next year. That's, that's football, isn't it? That's football rivalry. Mm. I don't... I don't uh, hate anyone that's at their PS, but I don't want them to win. That's that's just what we do, isn't it? And uh, and if there's any their PS fans still listening, then you know, come back. Let us let us know your how you feel about this year. Okay, okay. Just um just before we go off uh, transfers, uh, I just wanted to mention a couple of the um couple of Helmerit ladies have been on the move as well. We've had uh, who have we had? We've had Evelina Summanin has has joined up with um Tini Corpalara at Spurs Ladies. Um, yeah, Linda Salstrom has gone from Hoyiko. She's gone back to Sweden with uh, Vitsia for a, a second spell. So, um, yeah, she didn't quite make it there on time. I think she contracted COVID and had to isolate in Finland on the, on the day that she was due to join a, a, a new team in Sweden. But she's she's there now. And, um, and yeah, Adelina Engman has joined uh, Hammabu in, um, in Stockholm there. So, um, yeah, a few of the Helmeret on the move as well. Yeah, very good. Well done. Okay, thanks. For that. I see uh, Emma Koivisto, our friend of the show, has hit a goal-scoring purple patch in the last few games, has she? She has. Yeah, she's. Um, I think it's what is it, two and two, or possibly three yeah. and three. She's. Um, she's. Yeah, she's. Uh, she's had it on a bit of a run. Um, unfortunately, both uh, both of those games where she scored have ended in a, a defeat for Brighton over Albion. But there's a um, a tasty one coming up the weekend where yeah, we could get to see. Three of the three of the helmet on the pitch at the same time as um, Emma's Brighton team travel to Barnet to take on Spurs ladies. So, um, so yeah, should be an interesting one. And um, yeah, just will one, just will one you be more. There? Okay, are you going? Yeah, I'm going along. Yeah, I got some got some tickets. So if any of the any of the listeners are um, are going to be there at the Hive, I'll be the uh, chap with the two kids and the Finnish flag. So yeah, come and give us a, come and give us a shout. Say hello. Oh, him, him. <laughs> Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Oh no, not him again. Um, but yeah, the, the other one I just wanted to mention, another friend of the show, Rob Taylor. He's um, there's a few rumours spinning around that he could uh, he could be leaving Norway and he could be off to MLS with um, David Beckham's Inter Miami. Um, yeah, rumours at this stage. But yeah, we'll see how see how that one plays out. The, the local press are reporting that as as virtually done. As done. Him and um, is it what's the other the ex Spurs player Yedlin? 
Uh, yeah. used to play fullback him and yeah I think they're sort of virtually virtually signed so interesting to see Taylor there he's um, yeah under the, the wonderful inspired managership of Philip Neville yeah. hey, actually Rich you say that Nico Nico Boxall um, has gone to San Diego San Diego uh, loyal um, okay over in the States and I I I don't know numbers but I understand that's a that's a decent step up from Vakehouse Liga Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. Um, all right, we did we did all right there with the with the um, transfer updates. Um, if anyone wants to reach out to us and let us know what we got right or wrong, feel, feel <laughs> mostly <free>. wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all opinions welcome. Anyone we've uh, missed? Yeah. Uh. Um, but but maybe the last last thing we should do is just to talk a little bit about the uh, the futsal team, the men's. The men's futsal team. Um, I didn't. I didn't see much of this. I did see um, one of the games, and I saw the end of another game. So, uh, Keke, do you want to give a little bit of a introduction to what's been going on? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, the futsal Euros, uh, Finland's first foray into the into the competition, and um, yeah, they they managed to get through into the into the knockout phase. I mean, it was. Um, it's been a, a couple of it's it's a crazy crazy game to watch Play, played at sort of breakneck speed and all the sort of street football tricks and flicks that you um, that you expect to see but um yeah it was a couple of cracking games and uh, the, I mean the standout moment was the um the, the goal from the from the Finland goalkeeper that was mm. that was what really sort of sort of stood out for me the uh, yeah who was that against that was against Slovenia wasn't it and um, yeah that was the winner yeah yeah, they, they, so Sevilla sort of on the attack. Goalie makes a save, looks up quick as a flash and sort of lashes it right into the opposition's net for the winning goal. Pulled, was, out, his, um, pulled out his five iron, didn't he? And faded it yeah, around yeah, the defender sort of, was running yeah, was, in and off. He's got nowhere near it. But, um, yeah, brilliant. It's um, been, yeah, great great to watch. I mean, um, yeah, the uh, the Finland captain, he's, he's sort of been around the futsal team for donkey's years and managed to sort of, Finally, finally get there and uh, and make the knockout stage and um, yes, yeah, it's, it's just been really, really good to watch and keeps the keeps the sort of feel good factor from from Palolito and, and and Finnish football keeps it keeps it going along. Maybe if there if there's something, I mean, obviously this is a big big competition. There won't be another one just around the corner, but maybe we should keep an eye on the on the futsal team and when there when there is something significant coming up, then. Um, See if we can find someone who actually knows what they're talking about to come on and tell us about it. Well, the the, the thing is, I I interviewed Pano Altio, the captain, um, in 2015 for Escape to Swami, and he and the coach Miko Martic, and it was one of these where the captain and the coach they always have this philosophy and this, they always talk about a project and the next our, our aim is to get to a major tournament and of course in 2015 it's in the year they only went and did it and yeah. yeah and this is the thing and looking back who's at, laughing now eh? well exactly yeah and looking back at you know what he said and the way he said it you know this was a really long-term thing because finland never got to a a futsal tournament before. I mean, I'd argue that futsal in Finland is probably a higher profile than in definitely in the UK. Um, the the teams are run, you know, nationally. It's, it's televised some of the games anyway. And but the fact that they've gone to this tournament, they've done well, they got out of the group stage, and um, yeah, to lose to Portugal in in the quarterfinal the other night was, I mean, it's, it's a sad event. But I mean, they they really did. Go out with a heads up as as the the thing goes, but um, yeah, and, and both Alti has now resigned from uh, retired from international futsal, and the coach is uh is Croatian. It's kind of his work here is done, and then it's now left for the next generation to come and and see. But yeah, futsal, I I've seen bits of it, and I watched obviously the parts of the Finland games, and I mean, it's it's a it's a really exciting watch, and um, and you can see it's you know if, if you get a bit of enthusiasm for it. It's quick, and I mean, and one of the things I enjoy about it, and probably not for the right reasons, is when you watch. Um, sometimes, on the disciplinary side of it, um, some of the tackles and the challenges and the the handbags in Finnish futsal are pretty spectacular. So when I go through and I always read about the latest 
suspensions and disciplinary findings because they're always quite entertaining and the futsal are normally the best ones because they're normally like kung fu kicks and all sorts of mass brawls and things like that so um i, I do tweet about some of the better ones but yeah i mean foot futsal it's something that yeah really it's you can get into it and, that, and as we talked about before mossa yagubi he he played futsal i don't know if he still does but in the it, during the winter he normally turns out for the, in the futsal league as well so it's an interesting crossover it's um, it's a good one for fans of ice hockey to get into football, isn't it? Yes, because it's because yeah. it, it's just as quick, and you have the uh, you have the punch ups as well. Yeah. I I think that just about wraps up this episode. We didn't have Sipoli this week. We didn't have following this this time, but we'll we'll get back to the regular features unless someone comes up with a new feature maybe that we've been doing those for a while now do we need to do we need new features maybe we do let's have a let's put our thinking caps on let's listen. put it in the facebook group which yeah. you can find out yeah <laughs> listener listener come back to us and let us know if you've got an idea for a, a feature or if there's if there's something you've been thinking about that may be interesting to others that we can string out into a feature that's always that's always a good idea um but i'd just like to say thanks to my co-hosts for joining me rich goodbye Keke, goodbye. Kidos, I'm off to eat the uh, last bit of my Christmas gingerbread now. <laughs> also, <laughs> gingerbread, very good. Um, listener, thank you for listening or watching. And until the next episode of the Finnish Football Show, goodbye. You've been listening to the Finnish Football Show. You can find us online at finnishfootballshow.com. Remember to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening or watching. You can follow the Finnish Football Show page and group on Facebook and on Instagram. See the links in the episode description below. You can also connect with the four hosts on Twitter at Explore Finland, at FC Sormi, at Escape to Sormi, at Kekimula. Links to the Finnish Football Show merch stores are also in the episode description.